I just want people to be on the lookout for the news story. Uh, couple gets house repossessed by Kendra Scott. Yeah, right? Yeah. And I'm DJ. And this is Roses and Rejections, a podcast where we talk about all things Bachelor Nation. This week. Well, before this week. Well, it's still this week. It's still this week. But before this week's episode. Last week. Um, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. I want to spend about five seconds on it. Okay. Dale and Claire were spotted together. At a beach in Miami. Making out? They had. They shared a kiss. They shared a kiss. Which sounds so much more romantic than it probably actually was. That's true. Um, they said that they are not back together. Yep. One thing I just want to say. Yeah. I think she's an idiot. Oh. I said it. I think she's an idiot. I think that if he was cheating on her, which is what the allegations were. Allegedly. And they broke up for primarily that reason. And she's still like with him. It's not smart. It's not smart. She's not young and dumb. She's just dumb. Okay, that's about as much time, time I heals wanted to, all wounds, that's as about they as say. much time as I wanted to spend on that. So this week was Hometowns, right? Yeah, it was Hometowns. It was, uh, we are, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it again. Hometowns, Fantasy Suite, Finals and stuff is like my least favorite part of the season. Every season, not just this season. It's just, it's slow. There's a lot of information that like I don't really care about. It's just a lot of like one-on-one, it's only one-on-one dates. And it's just like, meh. There's no drama. It's not, like, super interesting. Tasha's was interesting because we had that whole thing with, um, what's his face? The pretty uh, boy who said, I love you too late and came back. Oh, Ben or yeah. whatever. Yeah, that and that's, like, a diamond dozen. Like, sometimes it happens, but, yeah. um, even then it felt pretty inorganic. Yeah. Okay, so, similar to last season, they, uh, they brought all the families on site. Yep. Um, so all the families were brought to the Nemecolin. Uh, and the first hometown was with Michelle. They did a bike ride together. It was a similar thing where they, uh, the women picked the dates yeah, the for women... what to do. Right, right. I will say it was a lot better than, um, the La Quinta. I felt these bets overall were, were the dates better. The felt more like they were actually at the hometown kind of thing. Like, yeah. Like it didn't feel like, oh, well, we're just still on this resort that we've been on, which is what the whole season of with the La Quinta felt like. Yeah. But like, that's because La Quinta was only so big. Michelle didn't drag Matt into a wooden car right. and was like, let's try all these stupid things. Put blueberries on a bagel, you idiot. I'm still mad at Tasha for doing oh it gosh. and I will hold on to this until the end of time. That's so unnecessary. Apparently Zach and Tasha are doing very well. but Good for them. Well, except for the blueberries part, good for them. Oh my god. Yeah. I, don't know. I love blueberries. <laughs> but I'm not on your bagel. I would try it. If, okay, we're, we're, this is going to be Bagel Watch 2021. <laughs> if Michelle does it, we'll report back. But for now, I'm holding pretty firm on this one. Okay. Anyway, so Michelle and Matt did mm-hmm. a bike ride together. Um, Michelle's a teacher, which is something we learned about early on. Yep. Uh, they went to an auditorium where all of Michelle's students were on a Zoom meeting call. With, and they, yeah. And they all got to talk with uh michelle and matt yeah so students by the way I'm, we don't know exactly how old they are but i'm gonna guess somewhere in like the first to third grade range yeah, yeah. like six to nine something oh no they were a little bit i would guess like 10 okay so third to fifth grade yeah yeah okay i'm so you put a child in front of me yeah, you're really and they're bad. not a baby i don't know <laughs> maybe three maybe 12 yeah, i don't know man <laughs> i'm awful 
You are. You're pretty bad at this. <laughs> okay, so anyway, you said these kids were about 10. Yeah, they look like they're about All 10. Because right, so... they were, like, forming pretty coherent sentences. Yeah. Aside from sounding young, which is why I'm like, okay, well, they were probably, like, 10, right? So how did you feel about this portion of the date? It was weird. It was obviously weird because, so they were asking Matt questions. Yeah, and Matt they... got put on the hot seat. Yeah, they, they all got to ask him questions, and it was, like, it was weird because they were, it's like the kids were told what to ask them, almost. And one of the kids was like, are you going to marry her? And he had to be like, oh, well, we'll see if things go well the, and the, blah, blah, blah. The problem with this format was, is that, it, it, like you said, it was like the questions format that, like, maybe Matt would get these questions if he went on Good Morning America in the right. middle of the season, right? Like, they're all, like, the silly, like, I'll it, use... Is that your boyfriend? I would use the word nonsense questions. Other people yeah. would use different words. So I would say these are the silly nonsense questions that you get as the lead, right? The problem was, and this was the weird part, kids were asking them, but Matt was still answering it in like the weird diplomatic yeah, way. Yeah, like as if an adult Yeah, asked, right? And like, right? I'm not saying not to treat children like adults. There are times when that's absolutely the thing you should do. Mm-hmm. But like he, it was like, if this was a bit, he wasn't in on it. He's right. like, I got a safe face and just say, well, yeah. we'll see what happens. It's like. He did seem extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, like, um, do you like, let's say Tommy is like, Hey Matt, are you going to marry miss? I forgot her last name, miss Michelle. And then Matt goes, I don't know, man. Do you think you're going to marry Stacy in the other like homeroom or whatever? Like, I'm just saying like you quit back with a non-answer, but it's like silly for a kid. Yeah. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Maybe he okay. doesn't say that. You don't want to make fun of a kid. Although I don't know, make fun of kids. <laughs> but like, I just thought this format was, I hated it. I really, I told it, you, I hated it. it's not clear to you, audience, DJ was a little uncomfortable during this bit. <laughs> so we've only been doing this podcast for this season, but I, I've been very vocal. Season. Oh yeah, you're right. We, we just talked about it. <laughs> you know what it is? This has felt like one giant season it's of The true. Bachelor because there's well, been no break. There was no break for us. So it was, <laughs> it was like one Tasha week. right into Matt's season. So that's why it's felt like one. But um, I've said before, like, I usually don't like the kids on the date. Yeah. Um, Nick's season of Victoria, Mm, Vanessa, Vanessa. (laughs) who he eventually picked. She was a teacher and Nick like met her students and I hated it. Like, I just don't like bringing kids into this thing. That's like, it's not for kids. Yeah. See, it's, I think that it hits on that really weird spot because introducing kids to person is like a big deal in any kind of relationship introducing students to boyfriend of teacher is like a big deal and like introducing like like kids to like think about um Tasha met Brendan's yeah 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 sis no niece niece it's different though is it well keep going and then I'll, but I'll give it's you just my because thing. like introducing person to child is like pretty momentous because like like you are putting yourself in that kid's perspective right yeah yeah so like it's not a small thing to do and like so it's always like kind of uncomfortable in these scenarios where it's like well we don't know that you're gonna pick this person and then like it may not work out and then it's just like awkward for the teacher with the students right yeah and okay so the reason i differentiate between why i give like those single kids who are like part of the family a little more leniency Mm -hmm. is like when done for hometowns, it's like the the Brendan's niece meant like the world to him, and it's like 
I think for Brendan, there was like a realistic shot that like Tasha was going to be his wife. So yeah. like you want to meet them so you can see if it works. But with the kids, it's like, you know, not that the students aren't a big part of a teacher's life or Michelle's life, but it's just, it doesn't feel as like meaningful. Like, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, it, it wasn't like Brendan's niece was like grilling Matt with like a you know, Q&A. So it just has like a different vibe to it. Yeah. 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 Um, it was, it definitely was like weird because it did feel like the questions were, it's the reason that I said it feels like the kids were fed these questions, right? Oh, they absolutely were. Right. None of those were organic children questions. It was like meant to put him on the spot, which was like weird and uncomfortable. And each kid got to ask a question. It was a lot of kids. And I was like, that's not, that doesn't seem fun. Either way, afterwards they went on a picnic, Michelle and Matt. Um, and she spoke about how important the kids were in her life and that it's um impacted some of the decisions in her previous relationships um and then matt got to meet her mom and dad uh her parents so michelle spoke with her dad first he could tell she was happy um if he the dad asked if matt proposed would she say yes and she nodded she was crying hard like this whole this whole scene with her parents michelle was like crying through like the whole thing yeah so she cried speaking to her dad but she seemed really happy matt spoke with the father um uh her father asked if he if Matt was in love with Michelle. He said he wasn't sure and that he didn't want to say it until he was confident in that answer. Um, he also said he would move to Minnesota if it was the right thing to do. And this is where I feel like I don't I don't see that happening. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe like he would. I just don't see him moving from New York to Minnesota. I I don't think if it you know whoever Matt picks. I really think that person would have to adapt to his lifestyle or, or else it's just not going to work. Yeah, that's why it would have been good with Kate because she's already in New York. <laughs> yeah, like I'm dubious if Matt's going to stay with the person who wins. Like whoever it is. I mean, we'll see, right? It's just hard because because Michelle is from Minnesota and like I think the father asked about that and Matt was like, I'll move here if it's the right thing to do. And I was like, I don't see that working out he's not moving like, out of new york he still wants to party once covid's over and partying while covid's going yeah. on yeah he's he, he just wants to bro down he wants to pick someone to bro down with yeah i tell him. um so then michelle got to speak with her mom um she asked if if michelle thought that he was the one and she nodded and cried some more i can't exaggerate how much michelle cried on this portion of the date yeah she knows it's over soon <laughs> Yeah, well, the mom asked if it it seemed too fast for her, and she said no. Um, Then there was a scene where the whole family played basketball together. It was cute. Matt didn't play defense against the mom. Shameful. Anyway, um, I remember one of the things I thought was, I thought it was weird that Matt didn't ask uh, Michelle's dad for permission, like, permission to marry his daughter yeah it's one of those formulaic things where the guy always asks all four dads permissions during hometown it's always weird it sucks it's the worst thing yeah um but he didn't and i I thought that was strange but um he explained it during Bree's date and we'll get there but first we have rachel's hometown well we should just say what his explanation is so we don't lose the thread okay uh he oh i can't so he he basically says he he will eventually ask the father um, of who he will propose right, to. Right. He didn't want to ask four guys for permission. Right. And I got to say good shit, Matt. I yeah. don't know if you put your foot down or if production's like, "Ah, you don't have yeah. to," but I'm like super happy that this isn't a thing. Right. He 
he said he didn't want to ask the four families and that when he knows and he's ready, he's going to call the family and ask. And I think that's great because I think it is a weird position to be put in. I think it's weird to ask a father for their daughter's hand and then not, not propose. propose. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's weird. That must be weird. Yeah. So, so he didn't, and he doesn't for the rest of this episode. He doesn't ask anyone, obviously. Um, okay. Rachel's arguably the most interesting thing that happened. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, we'll get there. The most interesting date that happened, in my opinion. So Rachel blindfolds Matt and drives to, I don't know what you call one of these things, but they get in a, um... An airplane. An airplane. Well, like, propeller plane. Right, they get into a propeller plane because they're gonna go skydiving. Yeah, the place you skydive out of. Yeah. They have the big, like, garage door style doors where it, like, lifts from the bottom to open it. I skydiving planes are like that, but I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure they are. Um, You're not jumping out of, like, a a door frame door. (laughs) Right. I have to admit that I got dizzy while watching this date because they, when they jumped out, the camera did, the camera was, like, spinning around and stuff. You know, yeah. skydiving. Like what you would see if you were skydiving. Um, but I was getting dizzy watching it. Um, they were descending and they were falling at pretty much the same rate. Matt landed perfectly. Yeah. Matt and the person attached to him landed perfectly where uh they landed on their butt. Yeah. Right? Um Rachel did not land perfectly. She she hit the ground pretty hard. Well, and like the worst part is she had her legs out like she was doing a pencil dive. Like I couldn't figure out. She was like sticking her legs out. Right? Like they weren't right. like in front of her. They were like maybe like, at, well, like a... Well, if they were in front of her, she could have broken her legs with how she hit the ground. Imagine if her legs were in front of her and she hit the ground like that. She could have broken her legs. Well, it, 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 that, it felt like it was like there was like straight out. Like because she does. She hits like leg first. Not no. like butt first. I thought she hit like chest first. No, 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 no. It was, like, leg and then, like, uh-huh. um, like fall over. Like, um, <laughs> it was, like, head over heels. But, like, kind of, mm. right? Like, it's just, like... If you haven't... Boom, into a somersault. If you didn't see this, you should definitely watch at least this crash in the... It's... I thought that when they were showing the trailer, I thought it was, like, an exaggeration. But it seems like she really hit the ground pretty hard. Yeah, I mean, she was fine. She was fine. She, like... Michelle's putting her quote oh, fingers up. Finger quotes. She was fine... In that, like, she wasn't so seriously damaged where, like, she had to go to a hospital or anything like that. Yeah, they... But, like, it seemed like she landed hard. But She got up and her hair was all, like, effed up and she seemed, like, a little discombobulated. Well, what's weird is this show always plays up injuries. Like, if you get a paper cut, they're like, call the ambulance, call the AMT! But they did gushing, but that's what I'm saying. So I'm questioning how much it was, like, an injury period. I I think that they didn't want to make the show look bad for putting them in a spot where it's like, you almost got this contestant really hurt. I mean, remember when Bree and Matt went on the ATVs and like one of the ATVs like flipped over? Like, yeah, and they ever played that too. Yeah, could have gotten a concussion from but that. But she didn't seem as hurt as... Rachel seemed hurt. Like, she seemed like she got hurt. Anyway, there's a scene where Rachel sits up for what I assume is the first time and her hair looks like a bird's nest in the back. Like, yeah. like you just wake up and your hair is like that kind of mess. Then the next, But like with leaves and junk in it. Yeah. But then the next scene, they show her hair is perfectly brushed. And I was like, ah, movie magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, either way, uh, so she hits the ground pretty hard. Again, if you didn't see it, I meant, like, you should just go at least watch that scene just to see what we're talking about. Um, and then, okay, so after the bit happened with Rachel falling and getting hurt, there was some weird moment where Matt was like, oh, I didn't realize how much I cared for her until I saw her put into this scenario where she almost, she could have not been here anymore. And I was like, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> I know, I... right? It was like, all right, calm down. I get it. That's an adrenaline rush. I get that. Like, first of all, skydiving, 
adrenaline oh, yeah. just overall. But then seeing someone that you have feelings for get hurt, that's another adrenaline rush. Yeah. You know, there was a um, there was a study that I watched forever ago that had uh, they they showed pictures of people right. Let me phrase this: there were researchers who had pictures of men. Okay. They went to a place where people were bungee jumping, similar to skydiving in the adrenaline rush aspect, and they sh- had people rate the the pictures. This is not woke. This was forever ago, but they had them rate them on a scale of one to ten of how attractive they thought they were. And it was, like, fairly average, but after the people bungee jumped, or after other people bungee jumped, they asked those people, like, what do you think these people, more often than not, the people rated them higher? Mm. And I think it's because the adrenaline affects your feelings. Um, yeah, and bungee jumping is a known aphrodisiac, like oysters and chocolate. It's <laughs> the third one. It's oysters, chocolate, bungee jumping. People just opt for the other two because they're way easier to get. And cheaper. And cheaper, yeah. Um... So Matt had this whole thing where he was like, oh, I didn't realize my feelings until, or not really, you didn't really, I didn't realize how strong my feelings were until I realized that there was an opportunity that she might not be here anymore. So dramatic. Yeah. So overly dramatic. Um, so then they met, he met Rachel's mom, dad, and sister. All right, so can we talk about this date a little bit in the context of like what we know versus the show? Yes. So I think this is one of those weird things where because everything came out about Rachel and also, you know, her family. Some potential, you know, racist stuff going on there. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm watching this date through a totally different lens. Oh, definitely. Like, a um, thousand percent. And it, it's uncomfortable, man. Because, like, we know these things that Matt doesn't know at the time. Right. And it's like, I, I don't know how the show fixes this in the future. Besides casting people who might not have this kind of baggage. But it, it made for, like, an uncomfortable. Right. And the, I don't want to say weird. But something to mention is that. Had this story not come out, it wouldn't have been as uncomfortable to watch because you see stuff like this all the time. Yeah. Basically, the father was hesitant about the process and about how this all works, which we see all the time yeah, on the yeah. show, especially when it comes to the daughters, um, like the the daughters being courted by the yeah. male lead. You see this all the time about the the fathers being hesitant and like more questionable. But now watching it through this lens of like, well, these people might be racist, it just puts a really uncomfortable like lens to use the word again on top of like the whole situation. Yeah, because now you're watching it and like it just makes you question everything. And again, it it might totally be that these people were just being like a hundred percent, you know, forward. You know, they I'm sure they knew he was going her their daughter was going on to a show with you know a a, a black bachelor. Like, black bachelor lead exactly yeah so maybe they just kind of i don't know came to terms with it or were like oh whatever i'm sure he's a great guy like w- like whatever right. that stuff is but like it's just you have to watch it and you're like oh yeah watching it knowing what we know and, and that matt does it and that matt does yeah it does make it weird and like but again the points that were brought up by the father are points that would be brought up by any father to any daughter in these scenarios. Yeah. Like, the thing he kept bringing up was, like, he couldn't get past the, the fact that there were three other girls that Matt was also courting at the same time. Yeah. Right? Which is, I imagine, something very difficult for a parent, but, like, also, like, you know your daughter's on the show, and the fact that she's made it this far, of course, The Bachelor's also gonna be dating other girls. Um, And, like, he... The, the thing that was, like, also kind of weird from just the... The fact of us as viewers had bigger picture than like the people who are in the show right now. Yeah, is that um while watching it, the father kept bringing up to Rachel like, oh well, he's dating three other girls, and Rachel's like, it's different with me, and the father's like, you don't know what he's telling the other girls. 
And she's like, no, I can feel that it's different. And I'm like, is it? Because you don't know what he, how he acts with these other girls. Like, we see how he acts with, like, how he acted, with, like, with Serena Page. Yeah. And, like, how he acted, like, with Michelle. Like, we got to see all of that, but Rachel doesn't, so she's just in, like, this delusion that, like, she's the only one getting treated this way, which also makes it a little uncomfortable because it's like, oh, no. I mean, she might be totally right, though, because, again, I'm pretty sure she wins. Like, I I've never been more sure. I mean, I was really sure about Zach. You were. You know what's funny is you get to this point and you kind of know who it's going to be. There, I can't think of the last time we're like, oh, what's the mystery? Who's it going to be? Like, it, 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 it's just always, I don't want to say easy, but it just, I feel like if you watch the show enough, it becomes pretty obvious. I don't know. The the beginning, the end of last episode, I was struggling if it was going to be Rachel or Serena because he had a pretty strong connection with Serena. Now we know that that's not the case anymore and we'll get to that. But like... It's not, it's clear that he has strong feelings for Rachel because he's, Rachel's the only one who he said he's loved. Yeah. Or he's falling for, starting to fall in love with. And you haven't even seen hints of that with the other. It's true. And it's like, it's funny, like for, so going into fantasy suites, like, like, right, we'll get there. But it's like, I I don't question who's going to win. I question like, well, who's he going to send home first? Like that, that's like what I'm getting to. And so, you know, like, again, she might not, but it seems like Rachel's going to win. Yeah. Um, it does, it does seem like that. It's also crazy because remember that was the pick that Jimmy Kimmel's wife had at the beginning of the season. And no, yeah, she, no, it was Rachel. Yeah, no, I thought she picked Brie. No, to win. It, it was Brie was her number two. Was it? Yeah, I go back. I remember she's like, but well, my pick is Rachel. Was it? Yeah, we'll go. Uh, I mean, we'll go back and watch. And like uh, maybe I, I'm not gonna. I'll I do leave not care if I was wrong. It was, I'm just think it's one of those things. It's like how the does she know? Mm. <laughs> That's like crazy to me. Um, but yeah, so. This this hometown was like, Bleh. but um, yo yeah. man, this might be family. Oh. Let me be very clear. I don't think Matt's gonna stay with whoever he picks. I I think Matt came on the show to do like a fun thing and have someone to like bro down with for a little bit. But like, I don't wife here. I'm just not convinced. I may be proven to be wrong, but like, hmm. like Tasha and Zach, I could be like, yeah, I could see them getting married. Mm. Like I saw it, but this, it's like, I just think it's one of those things where, and this happens all the time with the bachelor seasons where they just go on to hang out, meet a girl to hang out with two years and then Splitsville happens all the time. Mm. It's a pattern. Yeah. That's unfortunate. <laughs> I don't really, I, it's I, just hard. You get these very attractive men and you put them in these scenarios and you put them into like the honeymoon phase of relationships. Uh huh. And it's all perfect, and it works out perfectly, and everything's perfect, perfect, perfect. And then it's like, okay, well, let's get into some real world shit. Yeah. And then it's like, mm, no, this isn't gonna work. All right, it's gonna come off mad callous, oh, and boy. then and then I, I I like I'm just gonna say it. I don't have a lot of emotional investment in like a lot of these people, and I don't care that some of them like totally ruin their lives on the show. From a perspective of like, you go. And you go through this like total emotional journey and roller coaster, and you're on TV, and you know you're like Victoria, and you look like an idiot, and like all that stuff. And yeah. I'm just watching this with a bowl of popcorn, like I love it. Well, yeah. I'm like hot people making bad decisions. <laughs> <laughs> That's I mean, why I watch the show. Yeah. Well, you and a lot of the other no one is watching the show. Like, will they find love? I shan't. I can't say no one. Most people are not watching the show like, oh my god, are they going to find love? It's like, let me watch these beautiful people make dumb decisions. Yes, that is the pitch I give to people like, why do you watch The Bachelor? I'm like, I enjoy watching hot people make fools of themselves. Because yeah. I think, and this is probably a bit of hubris, but whatever, I think I'm smarter than every single person who goes on that show. I don't know. I wouldn't say I'm smarter than every single person because I can promise you I'm not smarter than Rachel. 
was. Like, Rachel's just okay. in another league. All right. Um, I, I feel... 99% of the people who go on the show, I'm smart. This is... That's a whole nother Well, no, I, 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 we can wrap it up. But, like, my metric, right, is, like, how, why do I think I'm smarter? I'm not on the show. I would never do that. Oh, yeah. These people are so dumb. Free vacation and free food and lodging in this beautiful place. And they get to do fun things all the time and go to beautiful exotic <laughs> lands. Oh, they're so dumb. Some of them? Yes. Dumb. Other ones, I feel like they're playing... The, remember, um... The girl on Peter's season, the one who met him in the hotel. Oh, yeah. I can't remember her, her name. name. Is, yeah. She was definitely just there like, I can get on the show because I know him already. Yeah. I'm just going to like ride this train as long as I can. She for sure was just gaming the system. Like, let me go on these vacations and have fun times yeah, and like true. whatever. And like coast. And she did. She just coasted. Yeah. And she made it to like final four or final five or at least top six. She made it real far. Yeah. And then she got sent home. But she she got, like, to travel and do all the fun, exotic stuff. Yeah, So, like, true. I definitely think there are some people who are like, let's see how far I can get. And 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 maybe I'll be able to go in Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> maybe I'll get Louboutins. Maybe I'll get a shopping spree. <laughs> One last thing I just want to end on a positive note so I don't sound like a monster. I do enjoy watching people make friends. And then you get to see those friendships yeah. materialize on, like, Bachelor in Paradise, and, like, when they come back yeah, with yeah. this, like, that's legitimately fun, and is another, like, reason why I watch the show. Not just because I'm, like, a monster who's like, you idiot. <laughs> okay, well, after Rachel's hometown was Bree's hometown, and Bree's date prior to meeting the family was that they went off-roading in this neon green Jeep Wrangler. Which was like fun to watch. As a Jeep Wrangler owner myself, yeah. I was like, man, that's fun. And if I wasn't so afraid of getting a single scratch on my beautiful baby, I would consider off-roading. And it was a callback to the ATVs. Yeah, She's like, they... remember our first oh, date yeah. where you almost killed me? But she was driving the Jeep. Yes. And like, and it was, they were like safe. Like they were going over some bumps. Oh, yeah. And but he's like, like, oh, if you flip this car, I was like, it's going to take much well, more than that to it, flip a Jeep. It was funny. She's like, I promise I won't flip it. Like yeah. it, it was cute, right? I Man, I want Brie to win so badly. She's not. <laughs> I know, but I want it. I believe she's not. I think she's off next. I truly believe she is yeah, off next. Yeah, I think it's Michelle, but yeah, we'll talk about it. All right. Um. Okay, so after they go off-roading, Brie sort of warns Matt that her mom could be a little much. Yeah. Um, and and she was right. Her mom was very, like, passive-aggressive and, like, uh... It was, like, the kind of vibes that I like to see from moms, but it was also a little much. Like, it was an unnecessary amount of much. It's hard, right? Because, like, it doesn't make for great television because it's a different kind of uncomfortable. It's yeah. like, oh, these are two people in the room... Well, not two. It's like, there's two people in the room, and one person doesn't like them, and the reason they don't like them is just because... Like, Bree's mom definitely just isn't vibing with it because of the circumstances of the show. Right. But that's, like, a very human thing. Yeah. So I don't know how to square that with, like, well, you're justified to feel the way you feel, right. but don't take it out on Matt. Like, it's not... Well, it, it's kind of his fault. He's the bachelor. Right. It's it's one of those scenarios... It's the same reason, like, I get it the same yeah. way that I get when the fathers are uncomfortable with the person. Yeah. But, like, there's a difference between being, like, I'm uncomfortable with this whole process and, like, being aggressive or, like, passive-aggressive towards the lead. It's like, your child is just as much at fault for being on this show That's as true. the lead is for being on this show. Yeah, it takes two to tango. Right. You know what it kind of reminded me of, though, which is interesting, and it stinks because... Like, Bree's probably not going to get picked. But remember, Zach's parents, they were very, like, kind of off in the yeah, beginning yeah. with Taisha. But, like, the more they talked, it was this thing of, like, you know, we see that Zach's so happy and yeah. we want this to work. Right. But we're carrying a high amount of skepticism. Yes. Because 
duh. Right, right. But, like, at the end of it, like, if Tasha and Zach, like, do get married and stay together, I bet Zach's parents are thrilled because Tasha's great and he really did seem happy with her. Yeah. So you get these scenarios where it's very rare, but with, like, Zach and Tasha, like, we'll see what happens. But, like, they might wind up together and get married and that's great. Or, like, a Rachel and Brian, right? Yeah. Where, like, they are married and they yeah. seem to have a great relationship. But, like, most of the time it's like, man, everyone's just going to get hurt after this. Yeah. Well, um, two things I want to mention. Uh, one thing I'll mention on that note real quick is that, so we only saw two conversations on this date, and it was the mom's conversation with Matt and the mom's conversation with Bree, even though the mom and Bree's best friend, whose name is also Bree, were there along with... Bree's baby sister. Bree's baby Now, and, when we say baby sister, yeah. we don't mean young sister. We mean this was a baby. Like a, yeah. Like an infant. Not like how you're a baby sister to your older brother. Yeah. Like... Like this is a baby. Like this was a legit. Like when? Yes. Like Did I that. Do it? Like when? Um. And Matt was like, "Get that thing the fuck away no, from he me!" Didn't. They, All right. Or at least listen. He looked like that for sure. But the the cute little thing that he's oh seeing Bree hold a child was really heartwarming and blah blah blah. And I was like, "Nah, son, you are." terrified of that he, he did not want kids you know what's funny maybe matt should have went with uh wound up with kit because they're probably on the same timeline kit's like you know i'm, I'm like so many years away blah yeah. blah blah matt might have heard that and been like oh, wait a minute yeah right. <laughs> this, i might be down with kit, your plan okay what kit was obviously the best choice wouldn't have to leave new york yeah she's a working girl there's no rush to have a family yeah he was Kit was, like, the he, best choice he could have made. He, he probably just wants to be a socialite, and if Kit was his fiancé, yeah, even if it was a prolonged fiancé, yeah. he could just be, like, a New York City socialite, so. I wonder if it's, like, she wouldn't be, you've been saying bro down this whole episode. I wonder if it's because he doesn't think she'd be able to, like, bro yeah, down. she don't want bro down. Nah, it doesn't seem like that. Okay, anyway, back to this state. Um, when the mom was speaking with Brie, Brie kind of broke down. Apparently she's been her last relationship she got really hurt um did she specify why or was she no it was very yeah, she vague. kept it super vague right it's yeah. fine it's fine we don't need to know why like i don't I'm care curious. i don't care about her like oh, ex gosh, or previous wow. relationships well i'm saying is she a survivor of assault or something like that that's what i'm getting at or is it like dumb bullshit right because like dumb bullshit whatever is, but is if... it is are there it's either assault or dumb bullshit there's no, no. Oh, no. what i'm saying is if it is assault may like i don't know i don't need to know but like maybe it's part of her story but if it's dumb bullshit it's dumb bullshit i feel like if it was assault we would have well maybe not because she got the first one-on-one and maybe that's too early for her to bring up something like that but i can't help but think that she would have said something or brought up something if it was something really tragic she could have been like i have a hard time opening up because Mm, x right 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 um either way the one thing that the mom said to brie that stuck out to me was the worst thing is that we mend a broken heart together so, like, in the worst case scenario where Brie doesn't get picked, the mom was like, I'll help you mend your broken heart. And I was like, wow. If you want to talk about something that's like a telltale sign, the fact that that was put in makes me feel like... I don't know. I don't um, know. You have to put that in or she wins. Well, our favorite thing happened again. <laughs> the kiss of death. Uh, Brie, prior to leaving... Stupid. Decided to open up and said that she's falling in love with him, to which Matt responded, thank you for sharing that with me. Now, kiss of death to be fair she's gone he didn't only say that ah uh, he he elaborated it was definitely like, better than with jacenia yes he said thank you for sharing that with me and then he was like i also have feeling blah, 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 where he like kind of elaborated on that i agree him saying that is like pack your bags yeah well because like the only other 
So Michelle has not said I love you yet. Rachel has, but he has said, I'm falling in love with you too. Like he responded with something along those lines. He said the word love to Rachel, regardless if it's, it wasn't I love you, it was I'm falling in love with you or, or he said the word love. But like with all these other women, he's just like, thanks for sharing that. And it's like, oh, oh good. <laughs> I think that, anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it here. But yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's, it's unfortunate that Bree's gonna be sent home because yeah, thank you for sharing. That they pulled up that line twice? Twice? Yeah. Ooh. I wonder, I don't know how much time passes in between. I wonder if he doesn't realize he did it. And I wonder if he watched the season, if he'd it, be like, oh God. It's a week. I don't remember what I say like three days ago. That's true. So, yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, anyway. Moving on. Our last hometown, Serena P. Um, who I know that she's the only Serena, but I still call her Serena P. Yeah, whatever. Um, they had a Canada date because something I forgot about Serena P is that she's from Canada. It's she doesn't sound like she it. doesn't sound like it. She doesn't sound like she's from Canada. She slips in like in like like not like in a boot, but like a little bit. A little like like we're gonna go out. Oh, like like yeah. a little like a little Just bit. A little. She slips in there because you can't get out of Canada without like that being a thing. No, yeah. But it's like it's it, it's funny. Like I know Canadians. My dad lives in Canada, and it's like they just sound a certain way. Yeah. Serena's not. Like, no. But it was, remember when we were in Canada and our Canadian family friends, yeah. like, we're making fun of how we talk? <laughs> we said well, something to each other and they, yeah. like, like, made fun, not made fun of, but, like, said it. Yeah, they pointed it out. Yeah. It's like a mannerism thing. Yeah. And we're like, you guys serious right now? Because they're like, well, you guys have some, you know, like, wacky accents. And they're like, no, we don't. And we're like, no, we don't. You just said don't. <laughs> Anyway, we love the Canadian accent. It's very endearing. Yeah, for all of our Canadian fans out there, love you. <laughs> we do, really. Um, do. Okay, so they had a Canada-themed date. She really liked this. It was fun. It was this was to me the most fun date to watch. Yeah. Like so, so she quizzed him on Canada-related things. My favorite was watching DJ try to also answer along and getting a decent. I note. think I was pretty good. I think I was pretty good. Sure. Well, my favorite thing is that um, Serena asked Matt what a toboggan was, and he thought it was a hat. Yeah. Which was just... Well, yeah, she was like, what, what is the, the hat with the ear flaps on it? And like, he what, said a, a toboggan. toboggan. No, the answer was toque. Toque. He said toboggan. And she's like, toboggan's a sled, you dummy. <laughs> that was funny. I don't know if he was just like trying to be funny or if that's like a no, thing. No, he that's looked like, a... like he... Again, yeah. Matt's a bad actor. Yeah, that's true. Thank he you for sharing. He genuinely looked like... He was serious. Like, he was like... I know it's a toboggan. Crushing like this. his face. Um, they, they tried food. They had the poutine, which looked like it was cold. Yo, man, it and looked cold. It looked off, and my guess is that it was cold because it was probably sitting there. Oh, well, and it looked microwaved. Like it's it doesn't look great. real poutine, which was not that. No, I guarantee it was on the menu. They just had fries, gravy, cheese. Yeah, and they ugh. Like real poutine. Oh. Do you get like legit poutine? Which oh my had. god, die it's so good. Die and go to heaven. Um, that oh, was a shame. They had a uh, maple syrup. They had some like desserts and stuff. And I'm they like, were, like kind they, of French. They were definitely French, well, but that's like Montreal, Quebec. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, then they played hockey. Obvious Canada Canadians hockey. Did right? you guys know? That Did you Canadians know? love hockey? Did you? No, I'm joking. Um, they met her mom, dad, and sister. Yep. Um, it was pretty generic stuff matt's mom was suspicious of the process serena's mom serena's sorry serena's mom was suspicious of the part matt's mom might also be suspicious of the process I don't know, she seems to be super on board i mean sure but serena's mom was suspicious of the process serena spoke with her sister and basically said to her 
I feel like something's missing. Like, you seem happy, but it also seems kind of forced. Um, like, she's in her own head. I don't know it. why the show felt the need to... Serena goes home. Oh, it's wow. Very... Just... Well, no, like, they did not... We didn't get there. Well, okay. We had the whole rest of this date. And then what happens after? And, like, you were just like, boom, mic drop. People know my... You don't know that. <laughs> so, anyway, because well, DJ dropped I, the bomb well, again I had on a, our show. I had a point. Okay, go ahead. What's your point? That couldn't wait until we hit the point where Serena actually goes home. They were really editing that Serena just had so much uncertainty, and they were not leaving a question of, like, does Serena say it? It's like, Serena goes home. Like, yeah. they were telegraphed. Like, that's why I'm saying it. Like, they telegraphed it so hard. The yeah. show might as well have put in, like, a little, like, bumper. It's like, and then Serena went home. Well, it just... To be fair, Cut. it seemed like they really needed to cushion this uh, episode because they barely had enough content for what we saw. And so, like, all of this, like, oh, man, what happens with Serena? And I wonder if there are people out there who actually thought maybe she does stay. I mean, the, I, I think at a minimum, even if they were trying to go for, like, that angle, they wanted to make it very clear that when Serena went home, it's just, it's just that it did not work for her. Mm-hmm. This is not Matt's fault. It's all on Serena. Which, like, uh Things are complicated and nuanced, and yeah, it really didn't seem like this was for her. But, like, the show went super out of its way to drill that point home. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so when Matt and Serena were... Well, when Matt was leaving Serena's family, um, Serena admitted to him that she was struggling with doubts... Yes. And that she has a time limit on kind of figuring it out, which doesn't seem great for her. Um, yeah, she says, my my timeline, I don't think, lines up with where... Right. She didn't use the words the show, but, like, that was the idea. Like, it right. was... Or, like, that, that ends with a proposal in two weeks. Like, it, like right. she kind of framed it that way. And what's crazy is that she didn't go home right then and there. Well, Matt was for sure not going to send her home. But it's, I, and I think she needed more time to, like, sit on it. Like, it seemed like, so what she told the confessional is that she was hoping that her hometown would get her there in regards to, like, hitting that, that line that she was hoping to meet where, like, she's like, this is correct and this is all good and this is what I was yeah. looking for. It seems like she's just about there, but she was hoping that her hometown would, like, push her over the edge, and she just didn't. And so I think that she had to sit with that for a little bit before coming to the realization of, like, this isn't going to work, and I shouldn't do this to him. So what happened is that right before the rose ceremony, Matt Matt went went to to the Nemecolin Resort. To to talk to Redacted. To talk to Serena. No, doesn't he talk with Redacted first? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he goes. But he doesn't go to the Nam Collin to speak with him. Chris Harrison uh, redacted. <laughs> He's there. Matt talks. I wasn't even going to bring it up because it's such a nothing. Um, I, I know, but I just I remember it happened because now every time I see redacted on my screen, I'm just like, ugh, get him out of here. Yeah, it's it really makes me sad because I used to be so happy. Yeah, like or like it was fun, and now it's not. And. I know. Anyway, um, Matt went to the Nemecolin before the rose ceremony. Yeah. He went to speak with Serena. Uh, Serena was not ready for Matt because she was in, like, a sweatshirt and jeans and no makeup. So, like... It really was a surprise. It was very clearly a surprise for her. Because I don't um, think there was even a camera angle from inside her no, room. No, there wasn't. Yeah. It was just from outside. And I I really don't think she was ready for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so, they spoke and she told him that she's just sort of struggled with this whole thing. Um... He said it stinks a lot, remember? Yeah, like, this like, stinks. You, you could tell he really wanted to, like, curse and, like, be, like, rated worse, but he's like, this really stinks, and I was like, 
You're an adult man. No one says that. Yeah, but it's it's you yeah, know, know. PG related television. Yeah. Anyway, um, he was very upset. Yeah, he was bummed out. I I honestly I don't know why there was because he, he really liked her. Yeah, but he wasn't gonna pick her. I mean, you don't know that. You don't. You don't know. You're that. right. I don't know. I have a strong intuition that she wasn't gonna get picked. What and, for this date? Or for this episode? Oh, I'm saying or just to, in general to win. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know, but like, I definitely think she would have made it to the fantasy suite. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think Michelle would have went home. You no, think, think Bree would have went home? Yeah. I think Bree's going home next week, but we can get to that in a minute. Anyway, um, Serena leaves on her own accord because she's not feeling it with Matt, and the rose ceremony happens. And Matt said to the other girls, Serena couldn't see herself as his wife. And he wants to re- reiterate what comes with accepting a rose. So he basically said to the other girls, if you accept this rose, please, like, please accept it yeah. only if, like, you are ready to get married, pretty yeah. much. Um, which I just thought was interesting. Uh, yeah. Do you want to talk about next week first? Yeah, let's talk about next week. Okay. Next week is the women's tell-all. Yeah, That's I'm really... It. This is, yeah, it's not, um... It's not, they usually will do some episode, some part of episode... They'll, they'll double up, yeah. And do women's tell-all. This is just going to be the women's tell-all. I have a theory. Good. I think they have to stretch out the timeline because, allegedly, um, they're not sure what they're gonna do with the Bachelorette and production in general. We should say, we don't spend more time on it, like, more time than we need to because we spent a whole time last week, but yeah. I know we covered what happened with, like, Rachel and the Chris Harrison response and mm-hmm. Rachel Lindsay last week, but I think it's important for people to appreciate that this really has, like, quote-unquote, like, rocked, yes. like, the Bachelor, like, production. Right. Like, this wasn't just, like, a little dust-up and it's like, we'll get over it. Like, apparently, there have been calls and, yeah. like, Warner Productions and trouble. ABC's like, do we just say F it and not show it anymore? Because it's not a Disney disney thing abc just hosts it they don't produce it right um but i do think it does bring in such high ratings for them that it's like i know i think that if it brought in anything less than it currently does they would have considered like just like canning divorcing but because it's it brings in such high ratings that they were like well let's try to make it work but needless to say they're not like oh we're sorry it won't happen again (sighs) and just not doing anything about it. it seems like they're really trying to figure out how to like fix it yeah and i think rachel Lindsay saying that she's gonna leave i think that really was like a uh-oh moment yeah. and 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 now you know it always, ha- you know, it always happens there's a little not a little but there, there's an initial scandal we'll call it and now everyone's looking in your closets and yep. other rugs yep. and seeing what's going yep. on hey how come 45 out of 46 production members are white you know how come this how yeah. come that why was this person denied in casting and and now everything comes out of the closet yep. so I think Bachelorette production is going to be stalled, so they need to stretch. There is a, and I don't know how to much credence to give to this, but Reality Steve, are you familiar with Reality Steve? Yes. Okay, so for those who don't know, he's like the big Bachelor um, reporter on campus, and he has like all the ins and he knows all the ins and outs of production. Apparently, as according to Reality Steve, this is his reporting, Katie was all lined up to be the Bachelorette. Like, Whoa. it was going to be Katie. Oh. And they're just like, nope, we got to figure something else out. Oh. I hope that's not true, because if it is, I feel so bad for Katie. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. Katie also seems chill, though. Like, if they were like, hey, we have to go with a different person, I'm sure she wouldn't yeah. be, like, upset. We'll get you a thing on Paradise for the next three years, yeah, right. and you'll, you'll, you'll be taken care of. But anyway, all this is to say is that I think that the reason we're getting only... It's it's literally one episode a week now. It's yeah. going to be like 
Women Tell All, Fantasy Suites the yep. following week, final episode the following week, yep. and then I imagine the week after that, which yeah. brings us into like late March. After the final rose? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hosted by question mark, question mark, question mark. Now we should also mention the, and this is insane, but the Women Tell All is being hosted by Chris Harrison and Matt's back with a quarantine beard oh, God. and it's going to confront the women and it's like the fact that just this the biggest story of the season is not going to be addressed addressed in that forum because it hadn't happened yet when that was recorded that's is the... insane well, that's so here's the thing something to remember while watching the women's tell-all yeah is that this was recorded before the interview happened yep. between chris harrison and rachel Lindsay. yeah so it's just kind of important to keep that in mind while this happens it would be smart if they put some kind of banner or something up that happened prior. They won't. But it'd be good if they did, but they won't. But any of our listeners, please just remember while you're watching, this recording happened prior to the yeah. interview and all the shit hitting the fan. Which I don't, even with that knowledge, I don't think it makes it easier to watch. Oh, it won't. But you shouldn't have as many questions of why aren't they addressing it? Why right. aren't they talking about it? Why are they acting like nothing happened? Because at that point, nothing had happened. So... Just something to keep in mind. It's still going to be uncomfortable to watch, especially since I can't even watch, like, Chris Harrison in the episode anymore without being, like, weirded out. Now to watch him host the Women Tell All and, like, try to, like, act or him being normal, quote-unquote. And not only that, we'll talk about more next week. This is the only thing to talk about next week, unfortunately. But what I think is going to drive me insane, and I'm going to try my best to get through the whole thing because we do this podcast, but everything that they bring up during the Women Tell All, I'm going to be like, I don't care. Because none of this matters oh, yeah. compared to the larger, right. like, race topic and your ignorance on on that. Yeah. So you're going to talk about how Victoria, like, stirred up shit. And again, the bullying stuff's not good. And They might address that. Right. But it's it's it just pales in comparison yeah. to the huge red mark that's just, like, staining The Bachelor right now. Right. Again, we are going to watch it. And we are going to try to talk about it next week. And we will put that disclaimer on it that this crap is not nearly as important as the stuff that actually is happening. We might have like a 15 minute episode next week. No, we Obviously. every week we're like it's gonna right. be a short but episode. But I'm gonna be like, oh this happened and uh, I don't care. Okay. Um. Fashion corner? <laughs> yeah. So, a few things to note. Um, and again, this is all stuff that feels so like unimportant now, but anyway. Hey man, segment, the integrity of the segments are important. Okay. Without them we have nothing. During Michelle's hometown, uh, her and Matt were wearing the same color top and like jeans and it was cute they just looked like a couple it was like it was also not like a common color it's not like they were both wearing black shirts it's like they're both wearing it was like a like a light i wrote it down as a pale periwinkle color wow yeah color theory anyway i don't even know what periwinkle is it's the color they were wearing i remember it was like a blue blue okay um during rachel's hometown she was wearing a sweater that has holes in it which is like in fashion right now like a sweater that looks kind of torn i don't get it and that makes me feel old because i don't get oh, it oh yeah um because it's it's what i imagine the generation above ours looked at like jeans with holes yep. as which i love jeans with holes but now like the sweaters with holes i'm like i don't get it it looks like worn down and then i was like oh god i'm old yeah you're getting old yeah right? you're not you're so not rachel cool i know Right, so Rachel wore the sweater with holes. Um, I already mentioned that Serena was during prior to the rose ceremony was not ready because she was wearing a sweatshirt and jeans. Um, during the rose 
ceremony. Um, Matt's outfit did not match at all. He had a dark plaid suit on. He likes plaid suits. I don't know why. That's fine. But he had a dark plaid suit on. A light pink shirt and then a blue patterned tie. None of it matched. What what if Matt's trolling us with his fashion? I don't know. Maybe he's like, I'm so handsome, I could wear anything. I've seen his like Instagram and like his other stuff, and I'm like, you dress normal here, but then on the show you dress like you are blindfolded and you're just grabbing stuff out of your closet and you're like, Okay, sure. I'm so handsome I can make anything work, so let me just wear this plaid suit, which again, I've nothing against plaid suits. But, like, the tie didn't match, and he wore a pink shirt that didn't match, and I was like, what are you doing? I um, I really miss, because I thought there were two guys from Tasha's season who, every time I saw them just wearing anything, mm-hmm. I was just like, this is great. Um, I always loved what Bennett was wearing. I thought Bennett was... Except for the no socks. Well, no one's perfect. <laughs> and uh, Damar. Oh, I Damar always thought always Damar cleaned up yeah. super well. Yeah, um, agreed. And it's, it's a shame. I shouldn't compare Matt to them... But, like, he's all I got, so, hey, man. Okay, only a few more. Um, Michelle's rose ceremony dress was my favorite. It was just a black off-the-shoulder dress. That was good, yeah. It was classy, nice-looking. Um, Rachel had a blue satin dress on, which I thought was the dress that Matt gave her during their date, but it wasn't. Mm. Um, and then I wasn't going to write about Bree's dress, except... Okay, so it's, um... It was a long sleeve crew neck style cocktail dress. It looks very normal from the front. When she went up to get the rose, I noticed that the dress had no back. And even then I wasn't going to write about it, except there was a small chain that went from one side of her hip to the other side of her hip right above the the back, like the back line. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what that's called. Where the, the opening ended, there was like a little chain that went across the lower back and i just thought that was so cool because i haven't seen anything like that and it was just like a nice little touch that like was so different and i love when when they do when fashion does stuff like that very unique anyway that's it that's fashion corner nice yeah um best part worst part uh this all feels so trivial at this point best part worst listen part. i don't want to suck the fun out of our podcast it's I know. just like we have to adapt as the show adapts right and you know it's it's crazy because you know we, we had these moments where you know last season and this season there were some contestants who like brought up how like how george floyd yes affected them and we would always comment oh that's so great that they're putting this television on tv right oh, my goodness <laughs> this conversation on tv like that's good it's a good thing to normalize and now you're like man were they are, are these contestants who are really good like are they covering for how like not good the um like bachelor production is you know what i mean but those contestants I don't think so. What? No, no, no. What I'm saying is they're they're great. Who's they? When you say they, the are. contestants who are bringing up these conversations. Yes, their greatness is overcoming uh, Bachelor Productions' awfulness. Yeah, but it can only do that to an extent, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's and I, I think we're hitting that like wall of like limitation, right? Yeah. Where you gotta... Oh, we've hit it. We've hit that wall. Yeah. So now, how does how do they progress to a point where you know it's it's the show becomes like less racist and less misogynist I mean, and we'll more see. like inclusive, right? They change the know. host. Maybe they get a black instead of Chris Harrison. I've been uh, for a while. I've been on this train of there should be multiple hosts. Like you should have like a Wells type, like on Bip. Like there should be people serving different roles. Mm. I I think that like would be like a better. It shouldn't just be one guy, right? Yeah, I mean it definitely shouldn't just be one guy. There was some comfort in that, but now it's like now that that person is ruined for me, the whole thing is ruined. So you don't have it. single cornerstones. Yes. just make it all fall down. 
Um, God, it's also best part. Worst part is hard during hometowns because it's all the same. I liked the Canada date. That was my best part. I'm going to. I thought st- it was cute. I'm going to steal your best part. My worst part was when Matt didn't play defense against uh, oh whose mom was it? Michelle's mom. Michelle's mom. Michelle, yeah. play defense, Matt. You're a competitor. Don't play basketball. Play defense. You just totally open up. The mom just ran across the court. Matt stood there like with his shoulders up, like oh, didn't play a like a defense. <laughs> my worst part was the whole part with Rachel's family, just because it was so uncomfortable to watch. Um, final rose. Oh man, I don't know. Like my final rose is like Michelle by default now. Just she's the best one left. She is the best. He one He should left. pick her. You know the problem is she's too good for him. She is too They're cool. probably not on, like, the same page, right? Like, he's not going to Michigan. He's not. Right? So. He's not. And she's not going to. She's got that teaching job. She's like a him. teacher. She's not going right. to go to New York. Like, I don't, I don't think she's, like, a New York person either. She seems, like, more rural. Just like, you know, how she, it's, it's a shame. She, she needs someone like Matt, but someone who's smarter than Matt. <laughs> that feels she, really bad. That does feel bad. I was going to say she needs someone like Matt who just is in the rural area. Because Matt is not going to... I know he said he would move to Minnesota. He's not. He's too young. No. He's not going to move to Minnesota. And he just wants to, he wants to be with Tyler and party. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's it. Like, But the sad thing is, like, I could see Michelle doing that. I just can't see her moving to New York to do that. Like, I can't see her leaving her teaching job and her family I, yeah. to go live in New York to do that. No, I think she wants to start a family. Like, I think she's, like, at that point of her you life where she wants to... Both? You can party and have a family yeah i guess matt's like matt just wants i don't know i don't mean to besmirch matt i just you know um don't want to maskless covid parties because like, i just feel so pent up why don't we talk about the matt's statement oh yeah this transitioned smoothly me from just like dunking on matt's yeah, statement. Right. so matt put out a statement and the gist of which was and this has got to be impossible for him because he's kind of muzzled right now yeah. because he like yeah. contractually can't say anything which right. is unfortunate um so the I won't read it verbatim. He put it on his Instagram. You can look it up. Basically, it was saying is that, you know, he was disappointed with how Chris Harrison handled the Rachel Lindsay interview. Weren't we all? Uh, he re- he really wants the Bachelor production to be more inclusive and to have more perspectives and pretty much everything that are the right things to say and that we will hear more from him in the future. Right. This was his little, I think, saying the most he could say of like, guys, I want to talk about this and yeah. um, it's unfortunate I can't. I have to say, in all seriousness, I really do feel bad for Matt that of no fault of his own, his season gets overshadowed by these events that, like, it's now his burden to bear and he shouldn't have to. Because that's almost the point. Like, we take, the, we take these problems and then we put them on, like, people of color or minorities or disenfranchised people. And it's like, hey, you deal with it now. But, like, he didn't ask for any of this. Right. And it, I, I really do feel bad for him. So, um... That really sucks that he has to deal with this now just because people are dumb. <laughs> so, mostly one person. But yeah. So, <sighs> so we'll see what he says. I'm sure whatever he says will be super intelligent. I don't actually think Matt's an idiot, by the way. I just think yeah. he has some what I would call broy tendencies. Yeah. Which doesn't mean you're an idiot. It's just like, hey, you might not be right for marriage, which is like, it's cool, man. You know, put your freaking mask on. So next week is the women tell all. Uh, just the women tell all. Can we like do women tell all and also talk about like WandaVision? Next week is women tell all. <laughs> the week after that will be the fantasy suite. We really want to talk about WandaVision. We will do. So we'll get to you next week. We'll let you know if there's any updates regarding any of this stuff as usual. Um. Yeah, we'll yeah. find out any news. We'll see if Claire and Dale get back together. Oh, God, yeah. I'm not keeping an eye on that. <laughs> all right. Um. 
That being said, keep an eye out. Next week's episode will probably be a little bit shorter just because of the ten the nature of the women tell all. Um, but yeah, you have anything else? Um, Any final words? I just want to give everyone the uh, weekly reminder to listen to all of the other pa- podcasts on the Pop Break uh, Network. Uh, you got Live, Laugh, and Lovely. Um, we got the TV cast, which is covering uh, WandaVision and looking forward to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You know what's awesome? You know we get like a Marvel show every week from now to the end of the year yes it's awesome i love that it's very exciting i love that so we'll like never be without marvel pretty much forever which like we had a huge gap in 2020 there was like no marvel there was a lot of nothing in 2020 (laughs) yeah right so 2020 feels like a real gap year just for the world for the world yeah for media in general just everything kind of but um yeah i I would love to talk about something else next week i know i really can't like emphasize how much i know I know, but this is our job. So can I take like next week off and then? <laughs> so we'll see you guys. I'm gonna next find week. a topic to uh, bring up that'll be like really small. And, ooh, maybe. What if we tell people the mystery of Kendra Scott and the Iowa family? Oh, you want to break it out next week? Sure. We'll talk about it next week. Sure. Um, do you have anything you want to like plug to the fine folks before we sign off? We're almost done, guys. <laughs> this I gotta say, it has felt like a like a chug. Like I, it's crazy. Uh, Tasha's the end of Tasha's season felt like a sprint, and this feels like I'm dragging a log through the mud, and there's boulders attached to my legs. I don't know. I disagree. Every season to me, it feels like this. The beginning, the beginning and mid always fast yeah, like a sprint, zoom. and then once once you hit. The hometowns, it's just like, like the slow, like molat, like cold molasses. That's what it is. Mm. Just like, I, it could not, I just want it to be done. I've, I've hit that point. These, I will say it now and forever. These are always my least favorite episodes because <laughs> they're the most boring to watch. There's not drama. Meh. Anyway, I'm done with my rant. From rant over. It didn't answer my question if there's anything you wanted to plug. No. <laughs> Nothing? I mean... Follow you on Twitter. No, don't follow. I'm a bad fuck. <laughs> like, Twitter follow. I'm Karachi underscore designs. Um, and Instagram. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> listen to DJ's other podcast, too. Mostly nitpicking. Mostly nitpicking. nitpicking. We're covering... Uh, we're doing the road to Kong v. Godzilla. Oh. oh man, that would be so good if like we did that on one of like oh, the no. off weeks. Now I know no. we gotta have you on. I have no interest. So we're doing a lot of. We did like Godzilla '98. We did the Peter Jackson's Kong movie from 2005, and we're and now we're getting up to like the 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 recent like the Monarch verse. We're like give the 2014 Godzilla and King of Monsters, blah blah blah. Um, so we're doing that, and uh, you can follow me uh, at Zippy by Day. Um, thank you everyone for watching, and uh, we will see you next week. Yep. Bye, guys. We love you.